Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. This is the Politically Speaking Hour on St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Last week brought a bit of a shock to the Missouri political world. U.S. Representative Blaine Luke DeMeyer announced he wouldn't run for re-election. The Republican from St. Elizabeth has been a fixture on the state's political scene since the late 1990s. He was first a state lawmaker, then he was state tourism director. His first term in Congress was in 2009, and the election to bring him to Washington was a wild one. Notably, it was during the financial crisis, and Luke DeMeyer has always been focused on issues affecting the banking and financial services industry. That crowded primary field also featured brutal attacks and gaffes, including two candidates saying their favorite founding fathers were Abraham Lincoln and Ronald Reagan. But I digress. While Luke DeMeyer has made no secret of his disgust with GOP infighting over the past year, he told me that the perennial dysfunction isn't the reason he's stepping aside. Luke DeMeyer is 71 and says the time is right for him to legitimately retire and spend time with family. But he did not dispute that things aren't great right now in the nation's capital. The founding fathers didn't design an easy process. It's a messy process, very inefficient, very ineffective. And I knew that going in. And so what you're seeing now play out on C-SPAN and on social media is what's been going on for years. Maybe not quite at this level, but uh, it's been going on like this all along. I mean, I, the, the House is a, is a, is a melting pot of, of people from all over the country who come in with all sorts of ideas and, and different groups of people uh, to represent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it hasn't been as much fun probably, but I, you know, this job wasn't supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a job. We're supposed to be able to help people and direct policy. And so um, I, we have some folks right now that don't like to, to work hard and direct policy. All they want to do is throw rocks. And so they're not really Republicans, by the way, but um, that's another issue for another day. But no, I, 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 you know, to walk away from what I had set up, the, the financial services chairmanship, I've got probably the best staff I've ever had. I've got uh, my campaign account is flush with cash. I mean, I could run a campaign and not have to raise another dollar. Um, but I'm walking away from all that because uh, I think it's it's in my best interest for my own personal health and, and, and enjoyment of my retirement years to be able to, to do that. Even though it's not clear if things are going to get much better in the future, a lot of Republicans are either running or planning to run to replace Luke DeMeyer in the district that includes places like Jefferson, Cole, Callaway, Boone, and St. Charles counties. Those already announced contenders include State Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman. People who are thinking about running include former State Senator Bob Onder of St. Charles County, State Senator Travis Fitzwater of Callaway County, former Boone County Clerk Taylor Burks, and, as heard here, State Senator Nick Schroer of St. Charles County. As of right now, with... uh What's happening across our nation with illegal immigration, with uh, inflation? Yeah, I think uh, ultimately we need to make sure that there's a strong conservative that's going to replace uh, Congressman Lukemeyer. Because the third district tilts heavily toward the GOP, 
whoever wins the August primary will likely succeed Luke DeMeyer. And elections for open congressional seats often focus less on issues and more on fundraising and biting political attacks. As I mentioned before, Luke DeMeyer has firsthand knowledge of that in that bizarre 2008 primary. With that in mind, I asked Luke DeMeyer this question. Are third district residents like in for just a mud bath in August, or is it possible you can have a competitive primary without the candidates who run to replace you just trying to rhetorically massacre each other? Well, I, you're going to have to ask them. I can't speak for their campaigns. I know, but I you have that... such moral authority to, to make sure that they behave, Congressman. But no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But 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 continue with your, your answer. <laughs> you give me way more credit than what I'm, I'm due here. I, I, I can't control what they say in their campaigns. I can give them suggestions. Almost all of them have called me and asked for my advice and my counsel on whether they should uh, run, what uh, what it's like to be a congressman, what it takes campaign-wise to make it work, what kind of life you have for your family, all of those things. So, yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of these guys. And so the campaigning in today's world is, especially when you have multiple candidates, like what's going to happen here, to get yourself above the fray, you've got to do something or say something that's going to be, put you, that marks you as somebody different, somebody that is going to you know, step out in front of the rest of the candidates. And how do you do that? That's the good question. And sometimes people resort to throwing rocks at somebody else or saying things that are, you know, extremely um, outlandish to be able to, to make the point. What's notable is that a lot of third district residents aren't really concerned about the ups and downs of a campaign. Some who responded to a social media call-out are concerned with the lack of health care options in rural counties. Others want to know if Luke DeMeyer's successor will support aid to Israel or Ukraine or aggressively push for the federal government to pay for the medical care of people who were sickened through radioactive waste exposure. And some respondents are focused on more localized issues, like how school boards function and whether parts of the district are growing in population too quickly. As a parting question, I asked Luke DeMeyer what issues he thought should be top of mind for his successor. And he replied that it shouldn't necessarily be leadership fights or melodrama, but helping colleges and universities, solving vexing problems with rivers and waterways, and helping constituents. I've got one person, all they do is veterans issues. That's it. The whole, whole job is just taking care of veterans. There's that many problems that we deal with every day that would take up her time with regards to veterans issues. We had one guy, when I first got in office, came to him and said, Blink, I've been trying to get my VA disability benefits for the last several years, and they just will not talk to me. They won't take my case up. I said, well, let's take a look at it. And so we did, and we found out that they were, the VA was just dragging their feet. They were one of these passing the paperwork between all the people, did nothing done, and trying to drag this guy out because they knew he had a valid claim and going to have a really big check to him. And so I said, you know what, enough's enough. And so at the end of the day, he got a $300,000 check. VA. That's the kind of stuff that they need to be ready to do. The hard work of taking care of constituents. Because if you don't do that, you're not really elected for the right reason. All the stuff that goes on in Washington, um, yeah, it's important and you need to participate in it and you need to make sure you do your work there. But if you really want to take care of your district, you want to listen to your constituents and take care of their concerns because that's why you're there. This episode was produced by Jason Rosenbaum. 
audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.